interest is kind of keep on being that way. Yeah, you know no, I, I mean? mean, I mean, it's one of those things where honesty is the best. Honesty is the best policy. Yeah. That's what my mom always says. Oh, and so does the insurance company. It's about uh, policy. Yeah, the most honest policy. Uh, policy of all <laughs> insurance policies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, did you hit the record yeah, button? I did. Oh, we'll <laughs> check it out. We're back. Oh, my gosh, Could you guys. That? We are back. Yeah. It feels really good. But it's been, like, really stoked. I'm, like beyond excited right it's been now. uh right around a year since our last one right a little over yeah maybe. yeah i would say so yeah. i didn't really look and i'm i'm pretty sure this is episode 43 i think it is episode 43 yeah like uh I, which is just amazing to me that's, yeah that's what i wanted to get to and after four years of starting the podcast quitting for a year we are back baby we are back <laughs> how, how crazy is that i can't believe it uh why'd we quit you know, that's a really good question because I never <laughs> wanted to quit. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. I know you did. And like, uh, the, I remember having to wrap myself up to have the talk with you about it and <laughs> something I was not looking forward to because I know how much you like doing this. You did it live. I did it live. Yeah. yeah that Fuck was, it. We're doing it live. <laughs> yeah. So we're back. I mean, there's I think there's a couple reasons, you know, a lot has changed in the past year. You know, at the, at the time uh, when we did stop doing it, I just wasn't really in a very good headspace. I had a lot of like prioritization cool. to do. I wasn't really stoked with my my daytime job. I wasn't really in a creative place. I was kind of stuck. Well, I mean, it's yeah, that's not a creative place, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And so, well, so uh, what ended up happening is I actually was laid off from my full time job. It wasn't anything performance based. I wasn't canned for sucking at editing or anything like that. Was that right before or after? It was right after, I believe. So, yeah, I was still working there um, when when we stopped. So, yeah, since then, I've, I've been laid off, which, you know, is not great. Uh, yeah. it, it, but it bring, it does bring up a lot of uh, other opportunities. In the past year, we've been able to do a lot more stuff, and we'll, we'll talk about all that now or eventually. And uh, it just got me to a place where, like, we, we have fun topics to talk about again yeah and like i think that's part of what i felt our problem was last time was we'd kind of run out we'd we'd beat jump seat into the ground i'm sure yeah. you all well like, you remember that yeah you <laughs> built up a library of yeah. these projects and these experiences over the last year and we were driving down to vegas and i said would you ever have interest in coming back and doing the podcast and you go yeah and i go you're like what almost wrecked the car <laughs> <laughs> we did a little Christmas vacation, yeah. a little Arizona mountain, just going up the Doyle rolls. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I was super stoked to, to hear you were, you wanted to come back. And I mean, this is really, you know, all I wanted to do is just chat about creative stuff yeah. with you. And there's just a ton of new things happening in my world. Like too. where are we recording this? We are in... 43 studios. Oh, it's in a, Salt Lake City. It's a, it's a, it's a studio. It's a it's studio. A, it's a studio. <laughs> it's a legitimate studio. Not a garage. Yeah. Not uh, a garage. Man, we've, I mean, it does have a garage door. So we, <laughs> we call those elephant doors. <laughs> oh, it makes sense because you fit, fit an elephant, fit elephant through, through it. That makes sense. Circus. Yeah. Um, what's cool though is we do have a 3,000 square foot studio now. Yeah. Uh, I do. And 43 studios were not even open yet, but yeah. we did have a 10 hour booking yesterday. Yeah. Um, first, uh, first booking for the new studio. Yeah. Feel yeah. Good. It was awesome. That yeah, cool. was great. Great brand, great local production company. And cool. I was DPing, uh, for this, but it was just, it was just, oh man, I've worked so hard on this the last, and we'll, yeah. we're going to do a whole mm-hmm. series on how to make a studio or how to create your own studio. And once it needs to be finished first and I need to get results before we can do that. But I will say that I have been working my fingers to like the bone. I literally had a screw go through my I've never seen you work this hard. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I've had a screw go through my finger like that all the way to the bone. So like just little things that we've been doing, I feel like I've just been 
on repeat and not I, I'm like, I'm working on this space. Is it even a creative space? Right, right. And uh, after yesterday, I can confirm that it's it a damn near a creative space. It's so wild what you said. It's like we finally finally set up and turned on a camera mm-hmm. in here. I'm like, well, wait a minute. You've had a studio yeah. for a month and this is the first time. Like, yeah. and it makes sense because you've been working on the studio, not in the studio. Right, yeah. I mean, you know? building false walls, building yeah. these massive sound panels that are beside us. We yeah. have four by eight sound panels, like six of them around us. We're yeah. in the, the back office room now. Uh, I put up a security cage for all the gear, a gear room. And yep. uh, we have a massive psych wall. It's 16 by 35 yeah. feet uh, with a three and a half foot radius, which is the only three and a half foot curve in Utah. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Um, That's really the cool. other The other second biggest is three foot. So, okay. I mean, there are zero shadows here. I love it's getting amazing. in the corner of that psych wall and just like looking into, we yeah. call it the void. You're getting lost. <laughs> getting lost. And you're like, uh, I'm falling through space. There's so much cool stuff we can do. You've seen like me test out the projection mm-hmm. with the, mm-hmm. the, tra- the tracking and, and yeah. There's a lot of stuff we're going to be able to do here that's not being done. It's going to be rad. And it's, it's, gonna be a ton it's of fun. really exciting. And that's all I'm going to say about it. But yeah. I know I mentioned it last year when we were kind of wrapping up the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I can, yeah. can say that, that we, it's, you, it's actually got, happened now. Done it. It's actually so, happened. Yeah. And there's still so much to do. I have to install the grid next week. Yeah. We've got tw- uh, five aperture novas going up on the ceiling for, and we're going to, you know, have DMX wireless control. Uh, we're going to build a second set. There's I can think about when you say DMX is the rapper. That echoes pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Actually. Yeah, exactly. Come on. It was so cool yesterday to see it. And I'm just so excited. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Baby. Dude. And so what's so cool is I got the keys to this place on November 1st. Uh, there's been a lot of work with contractors and stuff mm-hmm. in between, but I got the official keys on November 1st and I signed the lease uh, in October. But Aaron and I, we went twice in to Vegas in October. Yeah, but <laughs> this second time we went the second week of Halloween. I had we had a meeting and I had a little shoot down there, and we on Halloween night we decided to visit Sphere. Yeah, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas Sphere. Yeah, and I'm sure you've all seen it on MSG Instagram and, and uh, TikTok and whatnot. Yes. Like the U2 concert went big for there for a little while. Yeah, I mean that was that's launch. You yeah. know, so we can get into that. But we did this experience. 24 hours before receiving the keys to the studio. Yeah. We'll get into this, but this was one of the most inspiring experiences I've ever witnessed in my yeah. life. And I know it was for you. Yeah. I just want to point out that it was the night before that I got. Yeah. That no, it was before cool. I got the keys. Yeah, and it's, I, it's kind of serendipitous, right? Well, and we were leaving the next day. We went to like the 10 o'clock showing that right, night. Right. Um, and we were leaving the next morning early to, for me to come back to, to mm. get that. So I knew it was game time. As right. soon as, you know, we were kind of wrapped up there, it was like, you know, put your shoes on game yeah. time. So not to yeah, go too right. far it was, ahead. It was kind of a, that trip was kind of a last hurrah. Um, yeah. Terms, I mean, we'll be going back to Vegas, yeah. of course, other work and stuff like that. Yeah. But we we went with knowing full well, especially for, for you, Drew, that uh, you're going to be pretty busy for a while. Yes. And so like, let's go there and have some fun. Absolutely. We're, we were both super excited about Sphere. We have like, we've, mm-hmm. we've been going there, you know, throughout the year and seeing it, in, you know, in various forms of construction. Yes. And we're like, can't wait to see what this looks like. Absolutely. And then, and it, you know, we're, we're very, very lucky. I thought about this while we were there, you know, people all over the world are seeing images of, of Sphere from the concerts, the outside of it with all the different, all the different things they put on the outside. Mm-hmm. We're lucky enough to only live a six hour drive from there. Correct. You know, a lot of people, people will, are seeing this from all over the world. Yeah. A lot of people will never be able to visit it. Uh, some people will be able to visit it once. We're going to be able to go several times. Absolutely. You know, because we're so close, which is, is yeah. just really cool. We're very lucky. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I kind of, the way I thought about it was, is I have, you know, I went to Vegas this year over 11 times. Yeah, you were there a lot this a year. A lot, yeah. just for, for work. I mean, mm-hmm. every time, well, besides tours like CES. And, yeah, and NAB. And I mean, I, was, I had, you know, five or six shoots. Yeah. And 
multiple companies now that we're working with down there, which is great. Yeah. But I could see it being built since 2018. I mean, yeah. I lit- or 2019. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It literally started construction in 2019. And, you know, there were some, um, we'll get into this. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but just seeing the how big it was and how every time I went, there was more and more done. And to finally be able to go, I mean, we, this movie, not again, not to jump too far ahead, but this movie opened on October 6th. And we went on October 31st. It's crazy. We were so one we're of like the super, like, we're within in. the first, I mean, I would say first million. Yeah. Because they're not sold out shows. I mean, right. I do know that a lot of people went and experienced YouTube and, and that opened um, in September, on September 29th. So I do want to, let's go back. Let's okay. let's talk about, um, you know, we know we were there for work. We saved it for the last day on Halloween night. Let's go back and talk about some facts. I just want to yeah. like lay the baseline down of what Sphere is. Yeah, um, and I'm interested in this too because I actually don't know uh, a lot of it. Like you, uh, you're talking about all the details last yeah. night, and I was like, "That's really interesting." Well, I didn't know that. So I mean, there's there's one in the world, right? Yeah. Um, and and that one in the world, one one in, <laughs> one in the world. So just to lay out some facts, guys. So in, it was announced in 2018, but they started construction in 2019. I, I mentioned that briefly. There was pandemic supply chain issues. It slowed it down a little bit. I want to say it slowed them down, like six to eight months. Yeah, we figured how bad like the supply chain stuff was in 2020. It got really bad. It was terrible. It was terrible, <laughs> terrible. It did open on September 29th with the U2 residency. They booked 40 shows. And I, I'm i not sure if that was the 40 they, they originally played one, they booked. They played one of them now? <laughs> uh, no, they've played a ton of them. <laughs> but who knows? Uh, that's that's And that's really all we'll say about U2 on this yeah. entire podcast. Yeah, so if this is a, if you guys are U2 fans and wanted to know more about Sphere and U2, uh, I know nothing about I, U2. I feel like we brought up our feelings about U2 in yeah. the past on the show. Yeah, so <laughs> U2 announced a 40-show residency, and then I think they announced more shows. I'm not sure if that 40 included the original announcement right. and then the added ones, but... A total of 40 when they first launched on, they opened that September 29th. Some facts, 18,600 seat auditorium. It is an immersive video and audio experience. Obviously, it includes a 16K resolution wraparound interior LED screen, speakers with beam forming and wave filled synthesis technologies, and 4D physical effects. The venue's exterior also features 580,000 square foot of LED displays. And Crazy. It's insane. And the sphere measures 366 feet high and 516 feet wide, uh, which is just crazy. And what's I want to point out, we walked up really close to the mm-hmm. outside of it, like almost where we could touch it. Yeah. And remember how those LEDs, those things were like hockey pucks and yeah. they were about they're eight so, inches apart. They're so far apart. Yeah. yeah. The further away you get, like the more your eyes can't really process yes. the separation. So when you but walk yeah. right up to it, it's like a bunch of hockey stoplights, yeah. like changing colors yeah, and you yeah. don't know what's going on. Yeah. It's just, just absurd. Yeah. And I want to talk about the outside and then we can kind of move inside. Okay. Sounds um, so we stayed at the horseshoe the last night. Yeah, we got really lucky. Yeah. The room we got. Yeah. And we did an auto check-in. I never do that because I'm always requesting where yeah, you I like want to. Your, you like, you like to know to, where your rooms are facing. Yeah. yeah. Most I choose right. my view. Yeah. yeah and you can slip them a 10. I know how it works. I got that. She's like, oh, sir, thank yeah. you. She's like, sir, so, the, so generous. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Here's your hot and spicy chicken. Yeah. Oh, you're right. This isn't the hotel. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we I never do that, but we got super lucky. Our room was facing just straight at it. Like so much I shot a time lapse. Yeah. Uh, but when we went to sleep, like oh, yeah, of, yeah. The, of the sphere moving, we got some advertisements. We got like the sphere experience. We got... The movie, yeah, like was, advertising. What I thought was cool is I think it was at like 2 a.m. when it turned into uh, the moon. The moon. And so I didn't realize that. Yeah. I had never seen that. 
And so yeah, we were up. Like, like two, yeah, because we were up, of course. <laughs> so yeah, it was like two a.m. to like I think it was like six a.m. or something mm-hmm. like that. They do like the phases of the moon on it's it. Really, really cool. Because I'm a big moon guy. So mm-hmm. and then yeah. hey, we woke up and the emoji guy was looking at us through the window. And that's right. It's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was wanting to talk about it was Halloween night. Yeah. Um, so they had a big pumpkin on it, which I had that's seen right. before, that's cool. which was cool. And then they had these kind of um, arms, like zombie kind of. Like behind a, sh- a tight sheet, oh, like backlit, yeah, yeah. and they were kind of putting their hands through it. That kind of was really spooky. cool. Yeah, that is, man, like that just is that's opening up new doors for us. Is yeah. what it's doing. That's like, true. hey, let's get a. I mean, we could shoot that stuff right in here. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious to know. I know, and I'll get into the technical details of the camera, but I'm curious to know if there's something special required for the exterior advertisements. Obviously there's a format that they put it into where it shapes and it does that, but I'm yeah. wondering if you need a 16K camera. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I really don't know. I mean, I imagine, yeah, probably uh, optimally that would be great to have. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, I don't know like what, just like what can it handle? It, well, and yeah. I, I, I think I answered it myself because I do know that advertising for the sphere for I believe one uh, day, this is according to Google, so I don't know if this is true, right. if it's where prices have changed, but I believe it costs like 4,500 bucks to do one day of advertising. And then it's 650,000 for a full week. So for only 200,000 more dollars, you can have six more days of advertising. So the thing is, is these ads are getting placed on there. Like there was an Oculus 3 Ghostbusters right, ad on right. there the other day that I saw. There's a Spider-Man ad. So there's a lot yeah. of video game companies that are that are advertising, which yeah. I think is really cool. Yeah. But these are just regular cameras shooting commercials. Like right. they, there's only one camera out right now that they can use to shoot the interior and use right. like what Darren did and we'll get into that right but i i guess i answer my own question by i can i think you need a special camera. yeah no I, it, like my, my guess is that everything we saw in there i think a lot of it was was motion graphic stuff yeah so i suspect that there's a, a specific way to mold that so even if you have footage you put the footage like into that you know yes that graphics composition of some kind yes and to in order to to display it on there would, would, would be my guess yeah sure I don't, I don't know nothing but that'd be my guess i don't know nothing <laughs> i don't know nothing well let's think about what happened next? So we saw it. We went to dinner. We went down to Giordano's. Had my first deep dish pizza, yeah. which I wasn't sure about, but I am Italian and it was a lot like lasagna. <laughs> so it kind of worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> my brother used to live in Chicago. So I used to go to Chicago. We used to eat there. So it was uh, cool that they put one on the strip. Uh, it's gotten terrible reviews and the pizza takes way too long. Oh my God. There's that whole table that next t- to that it. poor table. Well, because we were there during, I don't remember what the show was, but it was a, a like an it's auto like, show of some it's kind. It's like a construction auto show, like yeah. motor thing. And there's this table full of like older people next to us that like we got there, they had already ordered and we're waiting. I mean, like we got our food. It was clear that they had been waiting for probably a half hour when yeah. we arrived. Yeah. They were definitely bent about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they, you know, you, they were obviously from out of town yeah. from the convention. And, and I remember when they, the lady finally delivered their pizza we were leaving because yeah. we had already eaten yeah and I started I stood up and started clapping and the dude behind us lost it he yeah. spit out his drink because <laughs> you know he was thinking the same thing oh, absolutely and we and I was just like guys like I wanted to share with you but we were hungry like you know and those yeah. guys were like thanks and then I like like you know gave like the nod to the, the guy right. you That's know right. I, you know it was just it was a cool experience we um had good views we were looking at the Bellagio yeah um and then we walked from Horseshoe to the Sphere which, was, which wasn't very far. Uh, no, not at all. And I did that on purpose. Like, I follow my MGM comps a lot with, right. with Vegas, and, and I try to play it smart. It was Halloween night, so rates were a little higher than normal. A lot of people like to go down there and stay yeah. downtown for Halloween night and party and stuff, but not us. We like to go see movies. I got a good deal, so we were walking distance from the Sphere. We actually ended up walking to the Venetian, because the Venetian actually has a connected Skyway to the Sphere. That's right. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, I was. I, I remember once we were kind of on that Skyway, I was like, I was yeah. like oh, this just leads right into Sphere. You got it. And yeah. then I park, uh, we always drive down because it's so close, but I 
not always, but we drove down this yeah. time and uh, I always get good parking and free parking. So I would, I, I think the first thing I can tell you guys uh, tip wise, do not drive to the sphere. I've heard that parking is over a hundred dollars for valet. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. 120 yeah. 120 for valet. And I think 60 for regular parking. Don't drive to the sphere. Every, yeah. uh, take an Uber, take the, um, I mean, monorail. Like, monorail is yeah. my, one of my favorite yeah, things. Yeah, mo monorails saved our bacon yeah. a lot of times. Lots of things cheaply and quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the monorail's great. I mean, it, I wish it, I would have had fun. some more stops, but uh, yeah, um, and where I kind of wish it, you know, because they have like the mini one that goes between, you know, the Excalibur mm -hmm. and uh, 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 the Pyramid. Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. Luxor. Luxor, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, need to walk over and switch Change, to the other one. Yeah. So, like, it'd be nice if it was just like one consistent thing, mm -hmm. but it's super, super handy for getting around. Or sure. It's all at least on the strip. Well, what's cool is the one you're talking about, like the one that goes between the south in there between mandalay and excalibur that one's free that one's yeah. free and that's it's free. that's mgm owned so the las vegas monorail starts at mgm grand and it yeah. goes all the way up to the west gate which is really convenient if you're going to the convention center for nab or ces yeah. i mean it's like my only way i get there now right um, well and we so easy so and on the way there you know the extra things that were going on i mean this was two weeks before the f1 race yeah right oh so God. so all the fencing chaos. was up yeah it was, it was well, chaos remember there. when we were driving on the las vegas strip at yes. night and the lights were on and i'm like dude we're on a racetrack yeah right now. It, and, it, and, totally and there was like no it. one on it like we were it was like open i was really surprised how empty it was i thought yeah. i was doing something wrong so, so we walked through the venetian kind of like you know lollygag through the casino uh we made perfect timing the the signage was terrible it was. There, there was no signage. There, we came across a couple people holding signs. They were. It. We yeah. took a picture with them. Oh, that's right. Because it said sphere this way. And then I found it on my phone. I was like, oh, yeah, we did that. And it was funny because I said, there's no signs. But then you start seeing people with sphere this way signs. Right. Right. Uh, sphere this way. And I think they're doing that because they don't want signs up. I don't think it's because they're waiting to put signs up. I, I think you're right. I think it's they don't want people just wandering yes. there like kind of all hours of the Correct. day. Like, yeah. And it, which that's an interesting thing to me. It is. Oh, I think it's because, you you know, you have to have a ticket for whatever show it is before even getting inside. Sure. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. And it, since it's since it is a walkway, that could be that could be clogged up by too right. many people. And so people that are trying to get into the shows will be stopped by people that are just kind just of like, like lollygagging. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Yeah, lollygagging, lucky looing, whatever you want to say. All those, all, all those <laughs> all whiskers, whiskers and yeah. whisker downs. <laughs> I, what's, uh, what was interesting to me too is, you know, there's only two events right now. Right. And there's one that was just announced. So you got you two who mm -hmm. opened it up in their residency. And, right. I, and I'm, those shows are sporadic. You do have uh, Darren Aronofsky's Postcards from Earth, which is what we're here to discuss. Right. That's the movie. Yep. And then Fish just announced yeah. uh, a four-night residency, and all the shows will be different. That's in April from the 17th through, I think, 420. Oh. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't on, yeah, on purpose. Not yeah. on purpose at all, Fish fans. I like yeah, it. I, I kind of wish I was a big Fish fan. Yeah, uh, I've but. seen Fish. They're, it's fun. I But I... You know, I'm waiting for Dave. Like I'm waiting. Oh, for, yeah. I'm waiting for Dave Matthews. Of course, of course you are. Bodies wonder that. That's John Mahor. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> same, same person, right? That's John Mahor. <laughs> John Mahor. <laughs> so what I didn't realize is that, like, I thought we were just gonna walk in there and go right into the movie and sit down and watch a movie. What I didn't realize is there was a whole bunch of stuff in the lobby. So it reminded me reminded me of um, when you go to like when you're a kid and you go to these like science museums where it's uh, all kind of like hands on and you're learning by doing and like these cool like exhibitions and stuff like that it reminded me of that but a lot cooler yes uh so what, what was the what was the first thing we encountered so we we walk in we go through the sky bridge and you know you can you can automatically tell when you've entered from the venetian sky bridge because yes. everything turns blue and it's like oh i'm on a spaceship now um and i love the design everything was very rounded and slick nothing mm -hmm. had hard edges it seemed like nature wants to be round baby yeah you know that yeah. and um it's just a way of life really yeah <laughs> 
So when we walked in, I, the first thing I noticed is it wasn't very like angular. It was right, not right. a lot of no right edges. Corners, yeah, no sharp angles. Yeah, everything yeah. was kind of spherical, if mm, you will. Crazy. Yeah, but it looked like a spaceship. It had blue lights, you know, compared to the Venetian. And we we do our tickets, very normal, easy process, scanning tickets. There was no line to, yeah. to get in. We walked right in. Yeah, we walked right in. Um, and we were like, I mean, we nailed our timing. We, yeah. We were able to do. We had just the, enough time to goof around in the lobby yeah. before going in. And like, in, well, we'll get to that later. Well, and just a note, uh, I want to point that out. If you go to see the movie, the doors open at nine, right? And the movie was at 10. And the movie doesn't actually start until, was it 1030? I don't remember exactly. It was, if I'm being it, honest. So just to your ticket, whatever it reads, that's not the door time and that's not the movie start time. It's like, the, it's like the arrival. It's time. like the, uh, yeah, it's like the arrival time of uh, when the events start or whatever. Right. So that we walk in and the first thing we encounter is an AI robot named Aura. Yeah, a robot. A robot. Yeah. And there's people around her. She has an assistant. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering if there's some guy in like a two, like, like a, a beer. Yeah. Like, is he, is he someone watching us? No, this thing is a full on robot. Yeah. We're in the future, man. We are in the future. Yeah. Um, so much so that when we approached her, she was having a conversation about Taylor Swift because the girl in front of her was wearing a Taylor Swift shirt yeah. and she was asking her, her favorite songs. And yeah. she even got one of the titles wrong. She's like, my favorite album is 1985. And the lady was like, it's 89 or yeah. whatever. I don't yeah, yeah. know the Taylor Swift stuff but yeah no, you're uh, right. yeah <laughs> you do uh i so i said i want to send a video to mason so i i talked to aura and i asked her to to talk to mason so here's what she recorded and i'm filming this on my phone she's looking at me dead straight in the eyes oh dude I, I do want to point this out and i'm looking at her talking to her and then i like fumble my words because i'm like talking to a robot and i can't tell you how real it was so weird there's a one point where like you you were talking to her and she like glanced over at me yeah and made eye contact it literally sent a shiver down yeah. my spine it, it was, was so terrifying it was by far the most humanoid i mean i'm looking at her right now like, yeah like, like she is she's kind of pretty yeah she kind of is she absolutely is <laughs> well you know you know it's like like you look she's at bald. you look at objects all the time and like you feel nothing you look at a human in the eyes and you get that that kind of like lightning or whatever you want to call it yes like it was there. Like when she looked at me, yeah. when we locked eyes, I was like, yeah. woo. Yeah, like you I felt, felt it. fell in love. It was weird. I, I was in love. Uh, so the wedding is in one month. Yeah. We're getting married at Sphere. That's beautiful. Yeah, cheap, amazing. cheap venue. Well, she's bolted to the floor. <laughs> you want to hear something sad? I've heard that on the, at the U2 concerts, they just, cut, they put a they sheet over. Oh, that is, uh, they just put a sheet over. Well, when she, be, when she um, gets full sentience, like all the people that have done that are going to pay for it. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, my queen. Yeah. <laughs> all the U2 fans get burned. <laughs> right. Just okay. All right. Let's play this audio. So I, this is what uh, Aura said to Mason. Mason. My name is Aura. I'm here with your dad, Fear Ad Sphere. And boy, does he wish you could be here with us tonight. Having a great time. Hopefully, I'll meet you soon. Thank you so much. That was so nice. You're welcome. I'm glad it worked out. Hilarious. Because, it sounds like the uh, beginning of an album. Yeah. Like, like a metal album. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks for coming to this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear my voice in that? I'm like a little child. I'm like, thank, thank you, you so much. So, Aura. so much fun. Aura. I'm like, so, I'm, I'm very intimidated. You can tell it, it was intimidating. Yeah. But it was so cool. Very cool. And it like, it put me in a really good mood. Um, just, I don't know. It just was a really cool like thing to walk into. Right. And what was really cool is that had a lot to do with the movie we watched. Yes. Like, yes, um, it did. So, all right. We, you chatted with Aura for a second. Yeah. Um, we, when, it turned out there's multiple Auras. Are they, are they yeah. all named Aura? I guess. Uh, I'm not sure yeah, about me that. Either. I, um, but I know there's like, I think there's three. Yeah. There's three uh, and they, and they, uh, they all kind of do the same thing. Um, I do know there was an experience that we didn't go into and it was like a 360 degree 
photo. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the one right. with the long leg. Yeah, yeah, so we were like, not going to do that. But there was this other one. Talk about that, because this was absurd. This was, this introduced their sound technology. This is the main, the point of having this. It was, yeah, so it was really, really cool. Walking up to it, I didn't know what it was, but uh, there was like a bunch of circles on the ground and people just like standing in them. There was another it's, aura. And there was another aura standing by the kind of this big box of circles. Uh-huh. And we're going to call her aura three. Aura three. There you go. Audio, <laughs> audio aura. Audio aura. Audio aura. Audible. Um, and so like, you know, being, uh, being the person that I am, I see a bunch of people gather in one place. So I just kind of go up and do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go stand yeah, inside where that works. So, but it turned out what was going on. So Aura starts talking and she's like, Aura, Aura, Aura what? (laughs) Uh, So yeah, she starts talking and she's like, she's like, okay, we're going to play. I think the first one was uh, just some, some dialogue in a language. She's like, uh, and all the circles had labels on them. There's like English, Spanish, Japanese, French, a couple other ones. And so you go and stand in one of these circles, and they start playing it. And so, say we're standing in the so English you hear circle, all, all the music you hear. Well, so that was a different. That was, the music thing was a different thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were speaking. So they did for yeah. First they did the speaking one, and so okay. we're standing in like I don't remember exactly, but like the English circle. Mm-hmm. And so the dialogue starts, and it's all in English. And they're like, okay, now move to a different circle. And so we scoot over, and like the I mean the, the circles are only like a couple feet away from each other. They're very very close. Yeah. And so we scoot over to the next one, and like right in the middle as we're crossing over into the new circle. It switches to Spanish only. Spanish only. And then same thing for the next one, French only. Yep. And then they did a thing with, with music. Was so like Arabic. What was like Arabic? Yeah. yeah. There's I want to say there was like Mandarin. Six six yeah. or seven different And these languages. these aren't these these aren't circle plat like big platforms. Yeah, these, these are just circles drawn on the ground. Well they're no, they were light. They were light sources just projecting a oh, light they were circle. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just a normal part of the ground. Yeah, and yeah. It's nothing just, special about the circles themselves. You know, yeah, and it's the placement of the sound system that is is aligned with that right right Right. yeah so i was was gonna say so they did two things they did the language thing and then they did uh music so i started playing this song and each of the circles was a different instrument yes so you're standing in the guitar one or whatever and all you hear is the guitar and you move through and for a minute you can kind of hear all when you transition you hear everything you transition you hear everything and then you get into the circle and then you're only hearing the bass or the drums or something like that yeah and so what it was that huge box where where oro was standing um, it was a big speaker box, basically, with a bunch of directional speakers, and they're so precise that they could hit just those specific circles. And they weren't re- they weren't very big circles either. Like there's maybe well, they look like re- se- seven or eight. They looked like regular. The speakers looked like normal speakers. Yeah, yeah. The speakers themselves weren't weren't any bigger. Yeah. The circles on the ground maybe for for seven or eight people each, something like yes. that. Not not super big, but they're so directional that they could. Like in to to the inch to like the mic like the millimeter. Amazing, and the the fact that how much did it. Everything else is excluded. Like mm-hmm. you don't hear any of the other stuff. You just hear the it's one you're ab- supposed to be hearing. It's absurd. It was really, really cool. And and that is the speakers they have earlier. I said those big words, beam forming and wave field synthesis technologies. That's what that is. So that's shooting directional sound. And the reason they're wow. doing that is because each seat in that auditorium, or I guess that's what you call it. And I don't know, a sphere. I don't know. I, I think auditorium. Insane place. Yeah. Um, they all, the seats have that. So every seat can be controlled sound. It's, it's wild. Nuts. It's wild. It's nuts. It's used to old technology. You just put, you know, the, the speakers in the headrest. Be done. Right, right, right. It's right. not like that anymore. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then, so we, we got kind of geeked out on that. I mean, you know, we're like, we're like, oh my gosh, this place is incredible. Yeah. And then we, uh, before we go upstairs to our seats, uh, we grab a beer. Right? Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about this. We grab a yeah. beer and we're, we go into this store and you, I've, you've seen these in airports, kind of like the AI, everything's camera and mm-hmm. you you know you pay yourself and there's no one really working there besides one person that's like on their phone 
And <laughs> right. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's so, accurate. so you enter and you know, you grab, just grabbed a beer out of the thing, you know, and then we get up to the register and there's no one working it. That's fine. But you just put your beer. We just put, I think we just got two tall boy Coronas. Yeah. Two, yeah. We put the Coronas on the, this like scale and it had 360 degree scan. So it scanned it automatically. I put my card in and then we walked away and that was it. That was it. It was yep. crazy. Like no one was there, but we didn't talk to anyone. And then we're going up the escalator and we hear, Hey, Oh hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And the guy that was on his phone working in there, <laughs> I forgot to grab my credit card back yeah. out of the machine. Yeah. It's really going up the escalator. He's like, I was, <laughs> he was throwing, he like threw it up and we got it. And I was like, dude, thank you so much. Like that was so, that was so nice of you. You know, and I could have ruined yeah. my, my trip. Oh, for real. Um, and I just remember being like, no part of that, like, did I miss a step? Like, I did. Yeah. I paid normally, but I was just so enthralled with the the, the whole place. what was happening yeah. and kind of just overwhelmed a little bit. Yeah. that I left my credit card there in the machine. <laughs> Got it back though. So we go upstairs. We find our seats. So I want to talk about finding our seats. Uh, oh yeah, I, I do. I do have to say, walking in, uh, walking in, and walking up the stairs to the seat. So this thing, like, I'm not gonna lie, it's very um, it's steep, very stadium, and it's very steep. And so walking up, like you turn and look down, you're like, whoa, am I like uh, climbing the side of El Capitan or something yeah. like that? Oh, yeah, you pretty much were. Well, and then like we go, like our seats are in the middle of a section. And yeah, because I, I want to note, I got us dead center. Dead center. They're great seats. <laughs> and they weren't even the most expensive seats, right? No, the row in front of us paid double and they weren't, like, my knees were hitting the back of their head. So like it's it's all about, and I'll and I'll talk about that here in, in a little bit about mm. kind of the, the trick of the trade there. And right. I know prices vary depending on when you go. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so we were walking to our seats and it was very clear that, um, most of the people that were in our row probably didn't speak English. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Yeah. 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 Well, but, but we were saying, we were like, excuse me, like, but nobody would, you know, no one would move or no one up. would really move. So we're like stepping over legs, trying not to step on and people's it's tight. It's tight. Like I'm worried about going over backwards and it, falling to my yeah. death. Well, yeah. If you, like, so you either those guys like two men die here in Las Vegas, <laughs> shut you, down permanently, you know, <laughs> Las Vegas ruined. Las Vegas, <laughs> the, the, the CEO quits. Wait, no, that yeah. already happened. Oh, that did happen. Um, yeah. No, but it's like, dude, move. Yeah, just Fuck. move. Just make it a little bit easier. Like, we're going to die. Yeah. No, I. so I was sitting there like rolling on top of these people's laps. So yeah. I'm either going to hump you and hug you. Seriously, I feel like I was giving lap dance yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, straight up. I deserve, like I deserve dollar bills. <laughs> deserve dollar bills. Like, yeah. So like, yeah. <laughs> and then you just fall. Um, <laughs> so that's the way he would have wanted to go. Yeah. But <laughs> honestly, I, do, I, I know we're all going to die one day. I just at least want to go in an interesting way. Yeah, and it's <laughs> lap dances at the sphere. <laughs> it's lap one dances of the first million the in the sphere is performs lap dances and falls to his desk from the 400 level. So we, we were struggling to get to our seats and we sat down and we were like looking up at the people behind us and they're kind of like laughing. I'm like, you know, it's either you move or you die. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so that was pretty funny. So we, we sat down. So I think before we talk about the experience of the movie coming on, I think we should preamble it with a little bit about the, the filmmaker. Yes, please. Um, because I, I think that that informs the movie you know, a lot, obviously, who the filmmaker is, but like, yes, a uh, kind of an unexpected choice for something like this. Agreed. And you're, and, and I, and I love Darren, but, but you know a lot more about Darren. I'll let you I mean, talk about kind of yeah. the directing and, and kind of his background. And then I want to, once we start talking about the film, I'll get into like the technical stuff with the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Darren Aronofsky, one of my favorite filmmakers, uh, but not, not a very expected choice for something like this. Um, in some ways, yes, some ways, no. And so the reason not, so Darren Aronofsky, he came to fame back in the 90s with a film called Requ Requiem for a Dream. Oof, that's a and, crazy uh, look, movie. Most people 
if you're into movies at all, have heard of or seen that movie, and it's a it's a difficult movie, and that's what his movies are like. Mm-hmm. They're very dark. They're very difficult. They're very emotionally uh, raw. I think is a good way to put it. Uh, his his films affect me in a very very deep emotional way. So yeah, Requiem for a Dream, one of my all time favorite movies, probably in my my top ten favorite movies of all time. The Wrestler, uh, just absolutely love it. Um, well, The Wrestler inspired. Paper cutter. Yeah, you Wrestler was one of the biggest for paper cutter. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, the Fountain, which I actually need to watch again because I've only watched it once, and I think that it's it's a very uh, it's a very like, kind of trippy movie. It's about like the afterlife and you know uh, the universe and time and infinity and all that kind of stuff. And so so stuff like Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler, and one I actually just watched uh, last weekend, The Well, his new one with Brendan Fraser, which is amazing but again this made me sob like a baby for about half of the runtime which is what i expect from his movies um but like the fountain and noah ones that i think connect a little more to the mode he was in with uh the film first sphere mm-hmm. um so like I, I love darren aronofsky he's a very dark very kind of indie style director and so it's a weird first it's 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 weird like you think you would go with i don't know michael bay or something, something that like something i don't know like that. that's actually a terrible example yeah no michael bay be terrible bay. yeah I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes a more like a naturalistic director or even even a documentary director a, a, scorsese or, scorsese or christopher christopher or nolan burns or yeah something ken like that burns or so, like ken burns you yeah know, would be a good one you know it and i think that's what made it that good oh no agreed agreed having because there was definitely you could sense his artistic vision in it mm-hmm. um i mean because he is he's, he's an artist it's like a you could different get, type of film for him so he was able to really kind of do something different yeah and he will he and he's he's a good enough filmmaker that he knew to kind of play with the format of the thing right, right. we'll talk about that in a second absolutely um but generally so yeah darren aronofsky I probably wouldn't have jumped so quickly at going if it was just from like a no name, whatever, like a company that produced it. But the fact that it was Darren Aronofsky made me go like, yes, the dude makes makes visually stunning films. Yes. Absolutely. And it, like a real, like an artist, you know, not just a filmmaker. He's an artist. That's, and so that really seeing reflected. Something, yes, very much so. And so seeing something from an artist of his caliber mm-hmm. in a place like that, I knew would be special. And it was. Yeah. It absolutely was. And so. Well, I think I think that stoked me out even more because I had just watched The Whale. Oh, I should know you've seen The Whale. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, I watched it. It's great. It's amazing. It. Yeah, I watched like, it right when it came out on like digital. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah Br- was, Brendan Fraser was amazing. Well, it's his comeback. And I'm a huge yeah. Fraser fan. Me too. So, like, Me not, too. not the show. Not the show Fraser. Fraser. It used to be, though. Yeah. Okay, sure. It was Thomas Hey, they actually did a reboot. Yeah, I heard it. Nobody's watching it. Yeah, that's what I heard. I haven't seen it. So, Postcards from Earth opened October 6, 2023. We saw this on October 31st. So, very, very close to the release. Has a runtime of 55 minutes. What is it? Can you explain? Yeah, I, I, I can. So the general premise, we don't want to say much because, and I, I know not everybody's going to be able to get there to see it, but we don't want to say much just in case you do. I mean, it's not like a spoilery movie where like, oh my God, the bad guy turns himself in halfway through the movie, but it turns out it's all a plan for him to escape and do whatever to the Avengers. So it's not that kind left. of, right, exactly. It's not that kind of movie. It's not that kind of plot movie, but um, I think there are certain things. It's a very that are, deep film. It is. It very much is. So the the, the kind of framework it starts with these um, humans that have landed on another planet, mm-hmm. and they've been traveling for you know centuries, maybe even thousands of years. I don't think they really specify, but and, you know, in order for humans to travel that far with at least our current technology, it would take a long, long, long time. So they weren't even really aware of where they came from. It was clearly like far, far, far future where Earth was kind of like uh, something of the past, and maybe even a bit of a. Um, a uh, uh like a myth right and so that kind of sets up the narration that kind of right? sets the narration so there's a there's ai on board the ship which i'm not 100 percent sure 
and they'd call it out. But uh, like, I think you could totally say like, oh, that's like Ara. It's Ara. Ara is there. That's Ara. She's kind of, and that's, <laughs> again, like that was so cool. Like yeah. you got to meet, you're going yeah. into this new experience and you got to meet one of the main characters. Yeah. So and cool. I, and she said hi to my daughter and like, I'm like, that's not even a real person, but it's, yeah. it feels like a real person. Yet. Until they, <laughs> until they start wanting rights. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we have to change our constitution. Well, let's enjoy our time while we have it. <laughs> I know. Right. Until they decide to wipe us out because we're just ruining the planet. Um, but so, uh, yeah. So then the aura is like the AI that's on board and she starts telling them the story of Earth and where they came from. So it's like they call it it's a postcard from Earth. And so, yeah, it, it starts going into the story. And the one thing I do want to talk about, because it really was. Oh, let's get into the, such, let's an, get into the shots. Such the an details. amazing thing. So it starts when we go in there, there's just like a projection on the screen, kind of like you're going through a wormhole or whatever, but it's small. It's kind of the size of like a normal like theater it's, screen. Dude, it's, it's so much bigger than a normal theater. It just, well, but I mean, just, like, but just I mean from, the, like from the distance we were at, like it looked small, like, and it was very it's small. It was taking up, you know, maybe 10% of the entire yes. screen, which we didn't know yet because yeah. none of that had been tur- like, was right. On yet, well, so we're just we assumed like, that it was bigger, but like, right. but but the thing I want to point this out too, everything blends, yeah. so it's not like it looked like a screen above us right. when the screen was on. You're right. It you know it looked like metal and works like yeah. it's a very odd type of display. It, it really is. Yeah, yeah. it's like extremely immersive. Yeah, yeah. So so when it starts, yeah, there's just like this smaller screen being displayed on the LED panel. And the film starts and it's still just kind of like in that small like rectangle where you know, the ship's landing on this other planet and stuff like that. And it finally gets to this point where like, all right, I'm going to tell you about Earth. And it starts kind of like pushing in. You see Earth in the in the distance. It's kind of like so you turn on Google Earth and it comes towards you. Very much like that. Very much like that. that. Yeah. So you start seeing like just Earth and and you don't see the edges of the screen anymore. You just see the Earth. And now it's coming up. It suddenly you realize it's gone past those boundaries and it just keeps on expanding. And it you're keeps like, on expanding. Whoa, whoa, it whoa. keeps on expanding. It starts getting huge. And so you feel it. like you're actually, yeah, diving right down towards the surface of the planet. Yeah. And it was incredible. It was literally like breathtaking for me. Oh, when that transition happened, I was like, what? Where, like, what is happening? You, yeah. Did you just look around and just I did. smell everyone's I did. face? I did. Because like, that's one of the things I love so much about. I, mean, I think it's one of the reasons why I want to make films is, is because I love audience reaction. Absolutely. And so, absolutely. I was like, yeah, I was checking out the audience as much as I was checking out the 100%. screen. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that transition. I couldn't believe how big it was. It, you know, we assumed it would get bigger. Right. But it was how they did it, and I think I remember even asking you when we were there, like, I wonder how they're gonna. Yeah, how they're, same. How, I wonder how they're gonna make this thing like you know come alive. It's not yeah. just pop on. And and that's where somebody like Darren Aronofsky comes in clutch mm-hmm. because he understands how to wring those emotions out of people using the format. Yep. Right. And so like another filmmaker could have just started out just the thing's big and that's just kind of how it is the entire time. Yep. And like, that's great and everything, but making people extremely aware of how grand the thing is, uh, by doing, by using that technique was really, really smart and like really awe inspiring. And it really, really worked. 100%. And I think it's a good time now. Cause I don't want to give away like story details. I think I won't, yeah. be, I don't want to spoil anything. And this it's generally like earth is amazing yeah, and we, sure. you know, we need to respect it. Yeah. And so I kind of want to talk about, you know, we were there, we saw how big this thing was, you know, as a DP, my, my first thought is what the fuck did they shoot this thing absolutely you know yeah. so and Same. i had already done some research a little bit but i'm just like gosh you would think i mean this requires a lot you know even oh, testing the footage like absolutely. there's only one or two places you can do they they test a lot of it in the um, msg sphere in burbank we've uh, driven right by that it's right by the airport msg sphere. um it's in uh, the monosodium glutamate arena no, madison square garden <laughs> <laughs> you know you know this is the madison square garden sphere as well right wait no i didn't yeah this msg sphere 
Oh. You did not know Madison Square Garden owned this? No, I actually, I actually didn't. Really? I had no idea. Nope. Yeah. That's a, that's news to me. Oh, I, that's actually really dope. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, MSG bought it like right in as it was going on. And oh. yeah, so we went to MSG Sphere. That's why all the shirts said MSG Sphere, not The Sphere. So remember that time we were in that Tesla in Burbank and I cruised do. it around and, and we were just going to all the studios and remember that big half dome that's like right by the airport. It's right by the Burger King from Back to the Future, oh. like right by the, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, remember the guy was showing us the Tesla and I was like, yo, look at that. That's where they tested a lot of this footage. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. So next time we go, we'll, we'll check that out. I think they had like purchased it because I okay. originally I thought it was a studio and who knows. But anyways, so this camera... I've, I've read it takes five people to operate. I've read it takes 12 people to operate. I want to point out that it's the size of just like a regular like RE35. Is it really? 65. Yeah, it's very... Does it, do you know, do you know, does it have like multiple sensors in it? So multiple lenses, I got right? you, dog. I've got, I've got everything you need right here. Hell yeah. Um, oh, man. So, and and I'm, I'm very curious of this too, right? Because, you know, we're mostly dealing with one inch sensors right. with a lot of what we're doing. And, um, you know, we, we have the opportunity to change lenses, right? This is a fixed lens. So you are limited to just a big sphere one lens. lens. Yeah. And they, they, they customize an attachment to do macro shots. So the macro that we saw, unbelievable. The macro stuff. I'll get, I'll get into that. Like like, the first time you were, you know, smaller than a microorganism. Again, breathtaking. Breathtaking. Absolutely. No, no one's ever seen anything like it. Nope. There was gasp in the audience when, Mm -hmm. when that. Uh, there was microorganisms that were larger than us. Yeah, I mean they were like they were micro, they were microorganisms. They were they were like insects. I'm referring to the U2 clip that I've seen, where mm-hmm. it's like these like small little organisms that are oh, like rolling that. around. But the insects, yes, that you're talking about. There was yeah. like a salamant or, or like a, a, there was a praying mantis. Praying mantis, that's mantis was. that was probably five times taller than me. Yeah, so I, it was on like a branch. So Incredible. I, I want to read a couple of the, this is from an article that I looked up and. There, there was a lot of technical details, but I think my favorite, and I'll link this in the description, but it was when um, Darren Aronofsky was on uh, Seth Meyers, and he was talking, Seth Meyers was asking him technical questions about shooting this uh-huh. and what he was doing. <laughs> I love that Darren said that he spent most of his time at the uh, pinball arcade. I know, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, because that's we, where we, we always go, go. all the time. Yeah. That's where we normally go to. Okay, so is this a new camera? Like I said, it takes five to 12 people to run. One person's job was to hold the fan. Just because it got so it hot. It got so hot because it was, you know. It well, they were shooting on location, so probably places exactly. where there's like like very, very hot weather and stuff yep. like that. So there was an Oscar-nominated cinematographer, Matty Lebedicu, and a longtime collabor- he's a longtime collaborator with Aronofsky. Um, he served as the director of photography. So he's worked on Darren Aronofsky's yes. other films. Yeah, they're so. a bit, they've done a lot of collaborations together okay. in the past. So Darren was like, I want this guy. And then a guy named Andrew Schulkind um, was the sphere director of photography for the Big Sky Camera. So there was a director of photography for the heli stuff that we saw, uh, flyover stuff. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Maddie did most of the other stuff. This was the first production to use Big Sky. It's a bespoke camera system developed at Sphere Studios, the Burbank-based unit of Sphere Entertainment that will produce content for the new venue. So Big Sky is the name of the camera. Okay. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The single lens camera has a 316 megapixel, three inch by three inch HDR image sensor. So to answer your question, it's three inches by three inches. Wow. Normally it's like an inch by a half or an inch by an inch and a half. Yeah. Like I've seen, you know, and that's huge. It's big. Uh, it captures 18K by 18K images up to 120 frames per second. So just to put that into perspective, the sphere is only 16K projection. Yeah. So they're shooting higher, higher resolution yeah, than that. Than that. And, like, and that makes sense because you have to probably crop and scale and right. skew and totally, totally and, makes sense. Yeah. And, and like, let me tell you guys, like 
this the image is Dude, insane you know it's crazy it, it's not like you know everyone as a kid we went to i think it was seattle i was like i was very little went to seattle there was like the imax i think they called it like the mini dome and i remember seeing like this documentary about volcanoes there so it's like it's the same sort of concept but the difference is i mean there's a lot of differences but the big difference is not projected it's led screen correct and so and not shot on film i mean I assume that was shot on film because that was back in like the 80s yeah. and um and and so you've never ever seen anything this huge that's this sharp crisp clear the blacks are black the whites are white like 100 looks amazing it's, it's the most immer it's more immersive than 3d ever felt to me. it's real life i showed a video to my mother-in-law of because i kept filming you uh -huh. and then and then i kept go like panning and it yeah. was that part where it's like going through the church oh, and yeah. she goes what you're in church she thought we were in the oh, she thought we were in thought we were in a church Oh, whoa. Because the video just, I believe it. it. It's um, There's nothing like it, you yeah. know? And to your point, uh, Darren had a kind of a cool quote. He said, the camera has incredibly high resolution with a field, with a huge field of view. That's a positive for obvious reason, but it provides countless challenges too. Like anything, there are some things that Sphere works particularly well with and others that present new problems to solve. As different artists play with it, I'm sure they will find innovative ways to use and, uh, and affect audiences in different ways. He adds, we just recently figured out how to shoot with macro lenses and we filmed a praying mantis resting on a branch. Oh, cool. Yeah. Imagine what that may feel like when we present it 20 stories high. It's crazy. So that was literally what you said yeah, earlier, we the praying about, mantis. Yeah. So I just thought, man, that's crazy. So you have all this new technology, but you you forget, like as a filmmaker, you know, wow, you have this big new camera. Amazing. But, and there's a guy holding a fan next to it yeah. in the desert. Like it, it, it requires so much like this. And there's one of them. There's not. Right. Two of them, right? Not to, to my knowledge, at least. Yeah, I'm sure they have like your one. prototypes and like sure. other versions and stuff like that. But, but I mean, so imagine what this is going to do. Like, I mean, as a DP, I get super excited. Yeah. I say, you know, I see all these new cameras coming out every year with Sony, Burano, you mean, and the Reds and uh, the new Komodo. It just, there's always new cameras, new Aries, but there's never been anything like this. Yeah. And it, you know, with technology, and this, this is what it started making me think about. And that's why I think I wanted to do an episode on it. And I, just besides the fact that it was amazingly beautiful and we could talk about how visually big and amazing and immersive it was, that's a given. Everyone's going to get that. But what this did for me was it felt like it opened up a new pathway for the, my career. And I'm so sick of phone content. Yeah. And it's, and it's just muffling good content. Yeah. And good film. So it's good like video. minimizing the art. It's form. minimizing the art form. And what I felt like this did it's it's a solution to bring some of that back. But I mean, it, it it's makes incredible. Felt, it was the it was the first time in a long time that I felt like I was watching like the next evolution in what mm -hmm. um what our our passion could be, which mm -hmm. is you know film. Imagine making a film and there's only one place it can premiere. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it it makes it makes film an event again, you know, because one of the Correct. reasons you know uh, theater attendance has fallen off, streaming, you know, you can basically get the same experience you know i have a 120 inch screen at home that i project on like you can basically get a theater experience at home you can see all like the the windows between theatrical exhibition and mm -hmm. home viewing now very very small this gives you a reason to go someplace because you cannot experience this anywhere else no it's like the only place and I'm, I'm not saying that like every city in the future is going to have their own sphere you know but it's but it, it was one of the first things in a long time that's made me feel like this is an event for a film. Right. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of business side of things like, yeah, the CEO got up and left and do you see how much they're in debt? Like, so yeah, guys, like people who are like saying that stuff, I, yeah, it's something to talk about. It's a, it's something negative to talk about. It's well, been so positive. It's going to be profitable within the first two months. Like that's ridiculous who, to think. Who in their right mind thinks that 30 U2 shows and the, the 40 that haven't even, you know, the other 10 that hadn't even been performed 
is going to bring back all of those margins. Yeah, this no, is going to take, take, take some time, years and <laughs> yeah. years. It's like that's a that's a normal business plan. Yeah, yeah. So when businesses every, always start off in debt, what like the this fuck? is <laughs> no. Trust me, I yeah. know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's just, I was just, what are people? Everyone's like the CEO got up and left because there's so much in debt, and it's like guys. It's, Guys, go to anywhere on that strip. Mm. A lot of those places are in debt. Yeah. I mean, not the properties, but like yeah. there's a lot of like, yeah, a lot of, that, that's normal. Good debt is debt. Like it's a business. It's a, it's new. It's like, it's got to figure itself out. Well, there's a lot of people that, that think stuff like this is not a necessity, right? You know, people that aren't necessarily into the arts. And a, a lot of times they, they can kind of see this as like a hubris, like, oh, like the, sure. what, they didn't need to make that, like this kind of silly, yeah. whatever. And so they start rooting for it to lose. Sure. Right. Yeah. And it's so an easy it's thing just, to just do when, when you can't go. I get yeah. I get And I, and I understand like all of that, but I do want to point out that, you know, as a, this place isn't going to make a profit. It, it's it's going it, to take, take a lot of time. money to build. <laughs> and I didn't put the price. I, I took the price out because I saw multiple margins. I saw what they uh, quoted it at and. I saw what it costs and I, and you guys can look that all up yourself because I don't know what's accurate. But um, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe what we saw. It was, I, it really was like in, in a lot of ways, like a borderline religious experience. Yeah, it was it's just like, if, just so in awe. I mean, there, so there is at one point, like we were talking about audience reaction. Yeah. At one point where, you know, uh, I don't remember exactly what was happening, but things were building. It was like, pom, 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 amplified, pom, pom, amplified. The sound was getting louder and like ramped all the way up to white and it was very very intense and as soon as it goes it's like got to white and you just hear this guy at the back car go like Woo! (laughs) and i'm like that guy is hyped i love this no and then everyone started laughing (laughs) so hard and like he he what he did was what everyone was feeling that's exactly that's why everyone laughed because everyone was like dude that is exactly that's how i want thanks for that thanks for doing that for me you know uh, yeah, you just kind of wanted to scream. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was all, a- all the videos you took of me, just like you'd pan over to be like, you're just flying like, through the mountain. You'd pan over to me and I was like, <gasps> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I kept, I think my neighbor next to me got kind of annoyed because I kept just going, holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. It was just incredible. It was and amazing. I, I mean, that's really all we can, I, we yeah. can say about that. I, I think one of the things that I remember the most was the end. And I loved the way they did the credits. Yeah. They have a huge screen. They don't got to scroll credits anymore. Right, right. They just kind of placed them on there. Yep, they kind of like, sporadically popped. One thing I really wanted to talk about was how quiet it was, it was um, yeah. at the end. It wasn't like a movie when you're like, oh, you know, they're cleaning up your trash and your popcorn and it's It was, loud it was a very like, thoughtful ending. So I think a lot of people were very much like kind of in their headspace at the end. headspace. Thinking well, about the earth. They're thinking about te- I, what they just saw. They thought about think, technology. I think and they were just blown away. Yeah. They were speechless. Yeah. Like they, they were speechless. Yeah. I mean, it was like we were walking to a funeral and do a funeral. It was quiet. Yeah. It was I mean, quiet. that's how quiet it was when we left. Yeah. And do you remember the last two people in the whole place? <laughs> it was us. you and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had, to, they had to literally kick us out. That was that was like, like what else we can't, I can't like, what else can we even say really go, like, it was amazing go, go if see you're it. able to like it's not the cheapest thing in the world but no, if, you, if you're really um, if you're really that into a, film yeah. and, and stuff like that like it's it's worth the money I think I want to say this um, there's we've set in the center of the 400 level and you have to center up that's going to be the best yeah. experience for you that's what I had read I set in the 400 level which is at the top which for the movie is great. Um, some of the best seating. I think you go to the 300 level, but then I think you'd be arching your neck up a little more. Mm-hmm. We stayed kind of high. Trick, the 300 level and the bottom of the 400 level, they cost like $170 a piece plus fees, okay? Our tickets cost $70 plus fees. The, the fees for this is only like 10 bucks, by the way. It's not, not, like, not, it's not like 40 some dollars, like most events. Um, so you're looking at about 80 bucks a pop. 
So we paid 160 bucks um, to to go right for two tickets. Um, 100 percent worth it. Absolutely, I would do it again. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, do it again I'm, we're going. I'm. I have a trip booked in March for um, Las Vegas, and I'm taking my wife, and uh, we're going. Oh, awesome! We're, we're gonna go see it. Super but cool. I I will not try. I mean, you know, I I, I will always go see. The new film that uh, that premieres, at and the that's sphere. what I was gonna say. Like, I wonder, we'll always, I wonder who's next. I, I wonder will. what's next. And that's kind of what I was gonna leave us on. Is I'm gonna always go see these movies, and then I hope that one day it's us. Yeah, that's premiering our movie there. That'd be rad. That'd be yeah, amazing. That'd be my dream. Yeah, dude, I'm so stoked that we're back. Yeah, we're back. Like seriously, so like I, I'm so glad. I'm so stoked. We're in the studio space. Yep. We have this space now to, to yep. utilize. And some other cool, like we'll say we have later, but there's some cool podcast stuff. Like we have so well. much cool podcast stuff coming up, and we didn't mention this at the start, and it was in our notes, but we skipped it. We just wrapped our first feature. Oh yeah, yep, we, yeah. So it not not like our other stuff. So it wasn't like our production, you know. I, I didn't write it. We got like pulled that. on from a, we got we got hired on for yeah an, uh, an LA production uh, company. Um, that was looking, they're shooting, uh, shooting a film here in Utah. And I pulled the entire team on. Did, yeah. Like I pulled yeah, eight of us on. That's right. Yeah. You got brought on via a, a friend of ours yep. and, um, you, <laughs> thank you. One of your first questions is, do you guys have an editor? And they're like, no. Yeah. And I <laughs> and said, well, I got one. You immediately you. called me. You're like, call these people. And so I called them right away. And so I've, you know, Drew has now been the DP for his first feature and then, um, he I did. edited my first feature. and then I edited it and, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I think, uh, while you're just a DP and I was just the editor, we had a lot of creative input like mm -hmm. along the way. Absolutely. Um, and it's, it's funny because it's actually a very different kind of film. You know, the, it, if you've watched any of our stuff, most of our things are pretty dramatic and dark or horror stuff or whatever. This was a rom-com. This is full rom-com. So, and so yeah, we had to kind of shift our, like shift our, um, our creative instincts. Yeah. To, I mean, I had to bubblegum light. I had to yeah. bright comedy light. Because you're used to doing dark, dramatic, yeah. kind of harsh lighting or whatever, colorful. And you just had to do like high key, very like make sure everything can be seen and everything's well lit type yep. type stuff. High key and then the, the editing was different too. You know, comedy is a lot more wide where drama is tight, you know? Right. And so, and like, and, and honestly that stuff, I had to go back and change some things because I'm so used to using, you know, tight, tight shots, people close ups rather than wide stuff. And so I had to kind of go back and revert some of that stuff. Once I realized I'm like, I'm like, this needs to be buddier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I thought it was really, it was unique. Not only in the aspect that it was our first, you know, together, but it was you were on set editing. Yes, so we were, which is great. And it's so much easier as an editor to be on set because yep. I have once I like I didn't just get given this you know huge pile of footage and be like make a movie out of this. Like I knew how the shoot went. I knew what things like the director would pull me in occasion and be like, hey, you know, we're gonna do this here, we're gonna do this here. Yep. And so having that context made the edit a lot easier. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. No, I think that that's. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it was, it was a ton of fun. I mean, you know, this is stuff that, you know, you and I have been wanting to do our entire lives. Yep. Like, and so we finally got to make a feature and, I, and it's not going to be the last one. I'm just thankful that we had such a good crew. We, mm -hmm. the director was amazing. The yeah. people that we worked with from that, you know, that department were just incredible. It was a great first experience. We did it in under two weeks. I finished us early. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I every, got every day. A day early. Yep. It was great. It's a ton of fun. I mean, you are, you are, the local crew was great. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, the people from uh, first gen films were we're, we're awesome. I mean, yeah. people we're, I think we're going to be friends with for a long time. Yeah. And then we got some projects in the works with them. Yep. Coming down the line. Yep. That's right. All right. So let's wrap it up. We yeah. got to go. And I'm very, very excited that we're back. Any yeah. closing remarks? 
Um, it's it is good to be back. Like it's this is this is a lot of fun. I mean, this is stuff we do every day, which is just sitting here and bullshitting about stuff that we think is cool. And so again, we have stuff that we're excited about and want to talk about. And when that's the case, we're going to talk about it. We're going to be excited about it. That's so right. like let's 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 put it down in audio. Let's do it. And so uh, the kids are back. The kids are back. The kids are back, man. The kids are back. Uh, yeah, you're the audience out there. Yeah, they are <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we're doing this live for our first one back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a lot of people out there. Uh, yeah, man. so many exciting things to yeah. talk about. Um, where you know we're what we'll, do we expect with schedule? Like, what are we thinking? You want to? I, I don't think we set one. I think I we, think, haven't, we haven't set a schedule yet. We're gonna we're gonna try and stay as consistent as we possibly can. Yep. Um, but I think we're gonna stop short of saying exactly when we're gonna do it because you know things are. You both Drew and I are completely freelance and contract work. Things change a lot. Studios opening, up. studios opening up. Like you know, we're both we're both very busy, and so while we want to make sure we keep this consistent, I want to stop short of setting an actual schedule. I love that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, awesome. Well, rate us, like us, like us, love yeah. us. Yeah, you, us. you know the drill, yeah. guys. Uh, I did see on uh, I did see on Spotify that we do finally have a rating. Oh, do we? Yeah. What is it? It's five. Oh yeah. So keep it at five <laughs> if you like yeah, let's us. Do that. If you don't like us. You wouldn't have been listening by yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I'm guys. I we're a little, a little rusty. You can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. We just blasted through an hour of talking, kind of without any problems. I'm just so excited to be back, and I'm ready for the next episode. Yep. Yep. It's gonna be cool stuff. We have. We're gonna do a sequel to our our highest. Uh, uh, rated and highest listened episode. Well, and that was a big incentive for coming back. Yeah. Our highest listened episode is our last episode that we released, which yeah, was a brief history of filmmaking in it. Like, I don't know if someone's using it as like in their class in course or yeah. something. Like, yeah. Cause it's like these big groups of that, listens, like all at the same time. Yes. And it's like every now and again, like a couple times a month, maybe. Yeah. And so we're clearly saying something of value in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're like, let's, we're try gonna do a follow up. let's try and continue to say stuff of value, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Cause this isn't one. Uh, no, this is more of an experience. We're going to always bring those experiences that we have um we're gonna bring value we're gonna talk learning we do our best anyways we're gonna try you know again we we claim this at the start but we don't know everything but we're always learning and you know yep. and that's why we want input it, from you guys yeah you uh, can count on us to be be honest about everything because that's what this is about like we're not we're not putting up a front and saying like filmmaking is amazing and everything's great like and we're good at it and we're good at it <laughs> like we're okay <laughs> but but you know the these are our real experiences in, in the world we're working in. And I, we're, we're going to stay that way. Yep. And I'm looking forward to sharing more with you. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you soon. All right, bye, everybody.